Welcome back to another episode of the Love in a Cottage podcast. I'm your host, Paige Geidel, and I am so stoked that you found us. We are a community of creative Christian women in their 20s, and you are invited to be a part of it. Each week, I invite a guest on the show to chat about all things marriage, motherhood, homemaking, small business, and following Jesus. My friend, there is a seat here for you at the table, and I so hope that you choose to be a part of this community. Without further ado, let's dive into today's show. You are listening to another episode of the Love in a Cottage podcast. Welcome back, you guys. Today's episode is number 37 with Peyton Curry. I am so excited for you guys to listen. Peyton and I chat about her upbringing and the influence that her life had on her photography business. She shoots a lot of film, and so I just loved hearing her passion for shooting film and hearing more about what that journey has looked like for her. And we also talk about what it looks like to be multi-passionate as she is a super talented knitter and just enjoys baking and doing all kinds of creative things. And so what that looks like balancing her photography business and also just spreading herself um, between all of her hobbies. So it was a really fun, lighthearted and inspiring conversation. I'm so excited for you guys to listen. Before we get started, I wanted to share about something really exciting in our family, and that is my husband, John, launching his marriage and family coaching business. He's so stoked to be taking on new clients. He can see individuals, couples, and families and help with stress management, emotional processing, and relationship building. He also loves that in this coaching setting, he's able to integrate our faith more, especially if that is something that is important to you, like it is important to us, then that can be a part of your emotional health journey. So if you are interested in learning more about John's coaching services, you can visit jgeidel.com and he has all the information there about what a session looks like, how much it costs and how to schedule that. I'm so proud of him. I'm so excited for him. And I know that he's already worked with some really incredible clients and is so excited to take on more. So again, you can visit jgeidel.com. I don't know if you guys hear Juliet. She's chewing on her passy over here. jgeidel.com to learn more information about John's marriage and family coaching business. Alrighty, I'm so excited. Let's go ahead and dive into today's show. Peyton, welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to be talking with you. I just kind of sang that. (laughs) I don't know where that came from. (laughs) No, that's okay. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, We got connected through Instagram. It's so strange. I love that I get to like make friends and then through this podcast have like real life friends on here. But actually, you shot... Taylor Church's wedding and she was back on the podcast I think episode like 11 somewhere around there um did you guys know each other before you shot her wedding or is that how you guys actually became friends so I think we originally became friends through Instagram and she was living in North Carolina or visiting North Carolina at the time and um my husband went to college um in Southern Virginia in the mountains, like kind of close to the North Carolina border. And we figured out a time to meet um, while she was in North Carolina. So I like drove down there just a few hours and we kind of just met up at a coffee shop and toured around the little small town there. 
and um, just figured out that we had so many similarities and we're kind of almost the same person in a lot of ways. Um, we have like, the same phone case and just like random little things like that. Um, so we became really fast friends. And um, from there, yeah, we just like cultivated this friendship. And yeah, I photographed her wedding and um, I miss her. I haven't seen her in so long, but her and Nate are so precious. And yeah, we love them so much. <laughs> that is so fun. I love that you guys had a cute like friend date. That is just yeah. so special when you meet someone. I think it's so funny how in life, like we want to be unique, but we want to be understood at the same time. And how like when you see someone else who like has, a, yeah, the same phone case yeah. or fanny pack or whatever it is, it's just this instant connection. Mm -hmm. Like you get me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I can't remember the other little things, but there were quite a few and it was like on the verge of being like creepy. <laughs> like we were just like so similar. Yeah. Um, not in like a bad way. It was just funny. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. I love that. Um, so could you start off just by sharing a little bit about who you are, what you do, and where you guys live? Yes. So um, I live in Richmond, Virginia with my husband and my dog, Penny. She's a golden doodle. And she's um, beautiful. She has red hair, so we look red curly hair, so we look like twins. A lot of people like to say she looks like my dog child, but it's fine. I'm that person that looks like their dog. I love it. <laughs> um, but we both grew up kind of near DC, um, near Kawanico, which is a, a Marine Corps base there. And a lot of families who live there, their parents are either retired military or military um, and work for the government. So they like commute to DC. Um, so that's where we both grew up and where we met, um, running cross country. That's so cute. So are you guys high school sweethearts? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait, okay. When did you start dating? Like how old are you? Like 15 and 16, which is, yeah, forever ago. I'm going to turn 26 next month. So it's been Stop. a long time. <laughs> Wait, a decade. That is yeah. so cute. Yeah, I love that. so that's been like really wild um, to grow with him. And we got married in 2020. Um, so it's been almost two years since our wedding, which is also crazy. Time is just flying. But um, yeah, yeah. So I was originally born in North Carolina, though. My dad is a retired Marine. So we were stationed there. And I have two sisters. And um, growing up, my mom was a stay-at-home mom and um, also a photographer. So that's kind of where – Oh, cool. I didn't realize that. Yeah, all, where my photo background came from. Um, and my dad was in the Special Forces of the Marines, which is kind of similar to the Navy SEALs where they, like, do crazy stuff and are, like, on these secret missions. Because um, normally when people think of military families, they – um, associate that with like moving around a lot yeah um, but since he had that job he moved around a lot and we like weren't allowed to go with him because it was like super secretive and um he just did a bunch of really insane things um so we hung back while he was gone so he was he was often deployed when we were young and um my parents way of like communication um, cause they didn't have like phones back then was through like photos and just like postcards and letters and just Stop. little things like that. Yeah. Wow. So, um, that was our main way of communicating with my dad when we were small. Um, and he would 
bring like film cameras and Polaroids along with him to document his ventures over there and send us the photos to like develop or um, the hard copies of the Polaroids to see just what he was up to. So that was like our way of like feeling connected with him. And then on the other end, my mom, she would document like life at home so he could see what was going on um, while he was gone. So from like a super young age, photography has been just a way of communication and um, just a way of life <laughs> for, for me and my family, um, which just feels really special. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love that there is like truly so much depth and background yes. in your love yeah. for what you do. And I know that that really comes through. Before we were talking, I was like, I'm just obsessed with your work. I have so many like screenshots and just study it and admire it. And yeah, I think um, while there's nothing wrong with people just, you know, kind of picking it up uh, mm -hmm. later on or yeah. finding it fun as a hobby. I I really love that for you, there is such a rich history and, and yes. background <laughs> that's deeply personal to you because I think that really does come through and it's goes, you can tell it goes beyond just like you replicating some sort of aesthetic, you right. know? Well, thank you so much. No, I really appreciate that. It's goes far beyond just like taking photos for me for sure. And a lot of the cameras I use were actually my parents. So like the, the Polaroid I use is from the eighties that my dad has taken to like so many different countries. Like it's been more places than I'll probably ever go. Um, so being able to photograph these really important milestones and moments or just these tiny little moments at home that you um, want to remember, um, it just makes it so much more special to record them on these specific cameras. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. I can't <laughs> wait to just chat more about that. I feel like yeah. that basically naturally flows into what we'll be chatting about today, which is a lot of photography and how life has influenced your work. And also this is like kind of separate, but I want to hear just all the things about knitting and your own yes. other creative ventures yeah. because I don't I mean like I said I well now I'm questioning this I think I had followed you maybe previously but then Taylor and I chatted and I found out that she was like real life friends with you but <laughs> I just love your Peyton made page as well and that has really encouraged me to get the ball rolling when it comes to knitting some actual yes. items that I can wear so <laughs> Um, how long have you, I guess, like, obviously photography has like influenced you throughout your upbringing with your mom mm -hmm. being a photographer and, and what you just shared. But I guess um, with that being like your main source of income, how long have you been shooting for? Um, well, I've been taking photos ever since I can remember. Like, even as a small child, my mom would give us like disposables and just she made us feel really involved in like the taking photos um, process of things. So I just, some of my first memories are around cameras and prints and making albums. Um, but growing up, I guess in middle school and high school, my mom started taking um, photos for a lot of our family friends, um, like more professionally. She had like a Facebook page and it wasn't just word of mouth because when we were really young kids, it was mainly word of mouth since they didn't have like social media and all of that. Yeah. And she would um, 
often take photos for other families, like on military bases, um, for their families to have too while their spouses were deployed. So she was yeah, doing oh, so a lot special. of things. Yeah, which was really special to witness. And we were often her, yeah, little models um, to practice with. And um, yeah, she's a really talented photographer too. But yeah, so later on, she started photographing um, a lot of our friends in like middle school and high school um, for like senior portraits or like Christmas cards and stuff like that. Um, and in high school, I started shooting for like my yearbook and was doing some more, um, was doing senior photos for some of my friends and just doing like picture adventures where we would just like take our cameras and just wander about and just shoot for fun for like practice and stuff. Can I just pause and say, if you did not do this with your friends in middle school and high school, I feel sorry for you because I have so many fun memories of my friends and I wearing like the most, what we thought were the cutest outfits, like jean shorts and like a sparkle shirt on a dirt road, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And then um, in like 2015, my best friend's sister was getting married and they asked my mom to photograph their wedding and it was in North Carolina. So it was kind of like a travel wedding. And my mom um, asked me to come along and shoot it with her. And I had like never shot a wedding before in my life and had no idea um, like what to do. I I don't even think I attended a wedding. Um, but they completely like trusted us to shoot their wedding and we did it and it was so much fun and it was really special just because she was my best friend and we like, um, we're just super excited for them and their family. Um, so yeah, my mom and I shot that wedding and we drove back the same night. It was like three hour drive. Um, but it was really fun to just like shoot that with her. And from there and from word of mouth and like Facebook and stuff, people were like, oh, like Peyton and her mom are shooting weddings. Like, this is great. Um, and we just started shooting weddings together at that point. Um, what a special thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, it's like kind of a crazy roller coaster story of how I got started, but, um, Yeah. So for like the first two years, I shot weddings with my mom, which was like super cool um, and fun to just like have her and hang out with her and be creative with her. She's also a really creative person. She's where I get a lot of my creativeness and hobbies and stuff from. So, wow. um, Yeah. And then, um, yeah, while simultaneously doing that, I was in college. I just went to a local community college where I studied art. before college, after graduating high school, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, so I, yeah, just lived at home and went to a community college while I was figuring it out and um, also worked at a few like restaurants, like waitressing and did like to go while I was doing that. And um, while simultaneously working with my mom and I did really find joy in shooting and um, wanted to pursue that further. So um I just kept going with that, and um, I actually met this really wonderful gal at one of, at our church that we go to, um, and her husband worked at the restaurant that my sister and I worked at. Um, so it was just like a bunch of like intertwining um, things with this family that we met, and she was a wedding photographer, and she kind of just like took me under her wing and became my mentor for the first bit and really wow. 
showed me how to run a business because at that point I, I knew how to shoot. I was familiar with cameras and equipment and um, that whole aspect of photography, but not so much like contracts and emails and all of the back end stuff. I had no idea what to do. So she really yeah. um, helped me um, like push forward with that and really get that like backbone of a business. And I got a business license and this was in 2016. So I did like all the professional things that you were supposed to do um, with that. And her name's Katie, by the way, she's really amazing and talented. And she has a a little baby girl um, right now. And they're still really some of our great friends. She's like my sister and she's still my mentor, even all these years later. Wow. Um, She actually photographed our wedding too. Okay. Oh my gosh. Well, I absolutely drooled over those photos. I think, did you have them on like your blog on your website or something? Yes. Yeah, they are on my website. Yes. Oh, gorgeous. I love that. I'll have to follow her. Yes. But she, well, she actually doesn't do photography anymore. Um, She just does stuff for like family friends now. Okay. Um, Gosh, that's even more special though. I know. (laughs) Yeah. So we were like super, super grateful to have her. It was kind of like a full circle moment having her photograph our wedding. Um, yeah. So yeah. After cool. that, like initial mentoring and stuff. That's so cool. So I guess were you probably what, like 20, 20 when this was happening? Yeah. I think I was 20. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. And obviously now there's been so much like hard work and just years of studying that has gone into this, but I know you've also gotten to like shoot some weddings that you've gotten to travel for. And there's been um, some really cool brands that you've worked with what have been some of the most like meaningful partnerships or like opportunities that you've gotten to have as a photographer? Yeah. Well, I mean, just being a witness to and documenting anyone's story, whether it be like a wedding or a family shoot just at home where like the kids are running around, like all of these little moments and big moments are just so special to be a part of. So um, no, I've just been so grateful to be a small part in capturing and telling these stories because photos are all that we have. Like when it, when the years go by, you know, like um, after the wedding is done, photos are like the only things you have left of the day. So um, just being a part of the smallest and biggest moments has been so special, but um, yeah, in regards to brands, um, that is like a newer thing that I've been walking into. Okay. Um, Cool. And last year, I was able to shoot some for Odd Bird Company, which was really, really fun. Um, I got to collaborate with a few of my friends, and we just kind of got together and um, put together a little picnic thing and um, really didn't do anything out of the ordinary of like what we normally do. So it was kind of just like hanging out, but also incorporating the stuff, the like beautiful pieces from Odd Bird. Um, that we like would have owned initially too, just because like it's such a beautiful company. Um, So no, it was really awesome to work with them. And then um, we also collaborated with Beholden. Um, So yeah, both of those were really special (laughs) and fun. Yeah, we um, love the, both their companies. Yeah, that's amazing. Does your husband help at all with any of your photo work? Does he get to like come along for some of the shoots or is it, I guess, just you kind of like dealing with props and styling and posing and all of those things? 
Yeah, so he is actually an accountant. That's his normal people job. <laughs> Fun. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, which is really helpful during like tax season and yeah. um planning. I love the accountants in my life. I have like my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, some of my friends' husbands. Yes, we we love accountants. <laughs> yeah, so he comes very much in handy in that aspect because I'm horrible at math. And um, just like all of that area of things, we're like opposites in that sense, which is nice. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But he actually does help me a ton. He often, if he's available, he'll come and second shoot for me or assist. Come and just like hold my stuff um, and reload film or just hand me things when I need them. He's, yeah, a super great um, travel companion so yeah he does often come if he's available which is most of the time because he doesn't like work on the weekends so cool yeah that's so special I love that you guys get to have those experiences together and you hinted at film okay I feel like film is having a moment though it has been around for you know far longer than 2022 and um it's just fun to see it I guess for so many people are in the mainstream, like coming back, I guess you could say, but obviously your experience with film goes way back to even like your childhood. And so I would just love to chat about that for a second and hear kind of like what you love most about film as well as like what encouragement or first steps you have for people who are wanting to learn it. Cause I've definitely kind of seen and heard from even just moms who are like wanting to take more like fewer and more meaningful images of their kids or maybe they're looking for kind of like a creative Mm -hmm. outlet, you know, beyond like snapping a million iPhone photos, which I still do. (laughs) I know. Yeah. The accessibility of just technology and being able to take so many photos has gotten a bit crazy. But um, yeah, that is why I love film so much. I love the primitiveness of it, of it, the imperfectness. Um, It does feel like you're documenting the moment, like how it felt, as opposed to creating this like perfect moment that doesn't feel real. Um, Yeah. It feels more like a memory, which is just really cool and special. It just can't be emulated with any other medium. Um, And just, having that yeah family tie to it makes it really special to shoot with and having like my parents cameras and my grandparents cameras also just being limited to that certain amount of photos on the roll just really um, helps you slow down and be in the moment um, as opposed to being on the outside like looking in Um, and yeah it just you have to be really intentional with it which is a good exercise (laughs) yes Totally. Yeah. It makes me wonder how many people's parents or grandparents actually still have their film cameras somewhere in a basement, you know, Mm -hmm. because um, I got a Canon AE1. I was Mm -hmm. super inspired after being with Taylor (laughs) for a couple days and I was like, I want to learn like even just for my family and yeah, document exactly in a more intentional way. Um, Because I want to print photos and I want to have an album of their like baby years and childhood years. And um, I want beautiful, meaningful images, basically. And for me, that's been 
I love like learning new hobbies too. And so I wanted to learn film. And anyways, my mother-in-law like saw me post something about this camera I bought and she was like, oh, well, I have that same exact camera that was my dad's that is in my basement and you can just like have it if you want. And that family tie is so, so special. So I'm Mm -hmm. really excited to um, kind of shoot on that some more. So I love that you touched on that. How many film cameras do you own that you like actively shoot with? Oh my gosh. It's like (laughs) kind of ridiculous. I feel like a crazy person. Um, I think, I don't know. I haven't counted, but definitely over 10. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Special. They all, yeah, serve a different purpose and um, document differently. So I, I love to incorporate them while shooting like specific things like each of them has their own little purpose which is really nice and like on wedding days and during shoots I look like a walking like camera rack and they're all just like dangling and kind of banging against each other but um yeah when John comes he'll also be like shooting on different mediums so it's you just get this nice like versatile gallery of moments which is really really sweet um but yeah, no, I love film. The coloring, the grain, the how it documents movement, it is just so timeless and nostalgic and you just can't emulate it in any other way. So it's, yeah, very special. And it is getting quite pricey now um, since it is kind of a trend. Um, and there was like a film shortage with like COVID and all the other shortages. So yes. it is... Um, Definitely an investment, but I would say worth it 100% just about all the stuff we just talked about. And um, also what is special about film is like getting prints and with like iPhone photos and digital photos, it's just so much harder to get in that headspace to print them just because there are so many, like it takes forever to choose what photo you want to print. And with film, I feel like you just want to print them like you want to print them all um so it's in recent years we well I guess throughout my whole life but in recent years especially um we have really just put an effort into printing photos so we can have those tangible copies to look at because whenever we visit like my parents or my grandparents that is just something we loved to do is like go through their photos and um it's just a really special moment and thing to have. And um, so, yeah, we've got albums and albums of prints. And um, with film, it just really encourages us to want to print more. Yeah. Oh, that's so special. I love that. Um, So obviously you've been like shooting for a while. This has kind of just been in your blood. But what would be, I guess, a good like starting point for someone who is like, okay, this year – I'm going to do it. I want to learn. Um, Do you have any like resources or like a good first camera that you would recommend for them? Yeah. So I always just like to say any film camera is a great film camera to start with. Like it doesn't have to be top of the line or anything crazy expensive. Like it can just be a $30 point and shoot camera. Like one of my favorite cameras is made of plastic and it like – it has a flash on it, but you can't set any settings on it. It's just a little dinky point and shoot um, from the 80s. And um, it only like has two options. And yeah, so you don't have to have like the highest technology um, or 
the craziest looking film camera. It can be a disposable to start with, like uh, just practicing with it and learning how to use the camera. I, I, I would say would be the best place to start. That's awesome. Thank you. I feel like you find a lot of those types of cameras, even like what you were saying, the plastic point and shoot on like, I don't know, marketplace or, mm-hmm. or even thrift, thrift shops. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite um, 35 millimeter film cameras was like $20 from a thrift store in high school and I still use it. So it's oh my just, gosh. yeah, it doesn't have to be some crazy expensive film camera that you find on eBay or something. Like it can be really, really simple. And just as long as you practice, like you will mess up. Um, and that sucks because film is so expensive and um, hard to find these days. Like I remember so like vividly in high school, I was like learning how to use that camera I just talked about. And I like rolled it back incorrectly and the film like ripped and I lost like that whole entire roll. And I cried for like 10 minutes. <laughs> It was just so, yeah, heartbreaking um, to lose those photos. But I mean, it's just growing pains with learning how to use the camera and everyone goes through it. And um, totally. you just, yeah, don't know if they're going to come out, but that's like the the joy um, and surprise in shooting it, like getting the negatives back and seeing all the photos that you forgot you took and just reliving the experience. So yeah. That's amazing. Where do you get your photos developed? I know that's another question that I've kind of heard circulating is like, what lab do I take them to? Do you have a favorite that's local to you or do you send them off somewhere? Yeah. So here in Richmond, um, there is a couple, their business is called Phototech and I've been taking my, um, all my roles to them this in the last like year or so. Um, and they do like developing and scanning and all of that, but I have just been getting, um, my negatives developed through them. And then I scan everything here just at home. Um, but if you want to like mail them out to a different place, like if you don't have like a local lab, um, I used to use Indie Film Lab and they do a great job too. Cool. Awesome. Thank you for those recommendations. So I know um, obviously you have like a passion for photography. That's what you do full time. And there's so much creative fuel in that. But I also know that you are multi-passionate. So you have shared a bit about your knitting and have you done like weaving too? Yes. Yeah. I haven't made any weavings in like a while, but um, no, I have like this whole I have too many hobbies for sure. Me too. Um, yeah, it's might be a problem, but um, or a gift, you know. Yeah. That I even like. I guess on a more serious note, for a second, I love hearing you share that. Like, so much of your creativity comes from your mom's influence, because I can obviously see how that's influenced your work. But that gets me excited thinking about my children and like what I hope to pass on to them because sometimes I do think like oh man yeah I have so many hobbies and I don't know if you ever see like sometimes on Instagram I'll see things floating about husbands having all these hobbies like Mm -hmm. my husband coming home with a new hobby and every time I mean my husband loves he's very creative as well and like has hobbies but I'm like oh man that is me in the marriage like I'm like I'm going to learn how to carve spoons or something. Right, right. Them, you know. So, anywho, um, yeah, I would just love to kind of hear more about some of your other creative passions and how they fuel each other, but also some of the um, 
challenging aspects of being yes. multi-passionate. Yeah. Well, yeah, just growing up, I loved to do crafts. Like I was very crafty. I loved to paint and color and like just everything under the sun. I made my own like dollhouses. I made like clothes for my little animals, like just pretty much everything you can think of. I probably did as a child. Like I was also kind of like strange in that um, where I would yeah just make all my own toys. Like my parents would get me these like beautiful toys for like my birthday and Christmas, but I would just rather play with a box and like make my own dollhouse out of that. (laughs) Um, So yeah, just growing up, I loved to make stuff. Like it was my, my thing and um, almost therapeutic in a way. Like I felt better just creating things. Um, Like I just, I mean, it was how I felt like myself. Um, So yeah, in high school, I um, did like all of the art classes that I could take. Um, was in like advanced art and um, always like wanted to pursue art, but had no idea like how I would do that as a career. Um, So after high school, when I was like going to community college, I was originally doing like general studies, like trying to figure out what kind of job I would fit in just because people were so, they just talked down on being an artist or being a creative person. So I just didn't really open that up to be a possibility. Um, at the beginning and um, through like a lot of prayer and um, community groups and just church, um, I worked through that and did just have like a revelation, I guess, that um, art was where I was supposed to be and what I was supposed to pursue. And I feel like, yeah, God really just helped me um, figure that out. Like I, I, did not figure that out alone for sure. (laughs) I love Um, that. Yeah. Yeah. And my parents did help me with that too. Um, and encouraged me. They were never like talking down onto being like an artist and pursuing that. They were always really, really encouraging. Um, but my gift. Yes. Yeah. Which I am so grateful for. Um, but my sister taught me how to knit when I was like eight. (laughs) Um, Oh my gosh. Yeah, I remember we were having a yard sale just like in our um, driveway and she just like taught me how to knit one day. (laughs) Um, How random. I feel like people's stories of how they learned often are very random. Yes. Yeah. And um, it was this like hideous, um, like spiky, itchy yarn. um, And we made little scarves for our dolls. And that was like the first thing that I knit. (laughs) Um, do you still have the scarf? I do. And it's like just, yeah, it's at my parents' house. They live in Maryland. Um, okay. A, a bunch of just my old craftings are just in boxes in the basement. Um, and I just can't, yeah, throw them away or give them away because humble beginnings. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's so special. Yeah. So that's how you learned to knit from your sister. Mm-hmm. So cool. And when did you, I guess, pick that back up again is that something that you continue to do yeah yeah so I just kept knitting on from there and I would make my friends scarves um I think yeah one of my the best friend that I my mom and I photographed her her wedding her sister's wedding for we I made her a scarf every year for I think like eight years straight and oh my gosh um, 
he like kept them all and you could just see the progression of how much I got better, which was like so special that she she kept them even when they were like not cute. Wow. Um, what your friendship. That is amazing. Yeah. So that was really fun. But um, no, I would love to make my friends and parents and sisters gifts um, for Christmas and birthdays and um, yeah, so I just kept knitting and getting better, and I started making, like, hats in high school, and um, I think in, like, senior year, I would start, like, knitting in class when we, like, weren't doing anything, and my, like, teachers didn't care. Um, yeah, because you're not on a phone, right? Yeah, so um, I think I actually made a few things for some of my teachers, too. Oh, my gosh. Um, wow, you're an angel. I Whenever I'm looking at knitting inspiration, I'm like – what do I want to make for me? I am inspired by your heart. (laughs) I am also not one to really follow a pattern. I just like to make things up as I go along. I have a really, really hard time like counting and Uh remembering like where I left off. So um, I definitely create the best without patterns. (laughs) Yeah, I know because to count all of the stitches takes so much time Mm -hmm. and I don't even know if I'm counting accurately. Do you ever – just kind of like have you tried to knit something based off something that you currently own and like I guess replicate a pattern or do you just kind of like measure as you go by like holding it up to the person right yeah kind of a mix of both like I'll um see what stitches that I like like I can eyeball stitches from certain sweaters and yeah um, just different parts of the design and I do have um, some like in the works that I need to revisit and pick up again um, that um, do, yeah, have just like drawn inspiration from other things and um, travels and things like that. So no, it's still a process for sure. But no, I love knitting. It's very therapeutic. And um, I do find a lot of joy in making things for people and um, myself. And I, I just think it's so cool to be able to make your own clothes that you can just like keep and pass down. Like my favorite pieces that I have, um, not just like knits, um, just normal clothes were my mom's or my grandma's. Like it's, I just put so much value into, um, family heirlooms. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I love that. And do you feel like that has kind of influenced the like materials that you use as well, as far as like wool versus acrylics and cotton and that sort of thing? For sure. Especially in like the last five, six years, I, um, try to only use like naturally dyed wool, like all natural. Um, I am like super sensitive to fabrics and just like synthetic things with like fillers and stuff. I yeah. am very sensitive to all of that. So it's like super important um, to me personally to only work with like natural materials. And yeah. those are the materials that will stand like the test of time too. So right. Um, yeah, that's really important to me. What are some of your favorite yarn shops that you found? I um, was actually just talking to John about this this morning about how I so wish there was like a yarn or craft store here. There isn't one and it's like absolutely heartbreaking because we like visit all these cities and they have these beautiful stores. Um, yeah. So many options with local like wool. Um, we don't have that here, which is really sad. So whenever we do visit places, I make it an effort to like seek out the local shops to support the artists and the farms. Um, so a lot of the yarn is just from all over the country, which is really cool yeah. to work with. Um, 
but I love shopping at Wool and the Gang, which I know you know because yes, <laughs> um, both made that sweater, which is really really beautiful. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, that's probably my my like go to favorite place like online um, when we're not like, traveling. And I did go to Ireland in 2016 with um, one of my best friends, and we visited this little island called the Aran Islands and they had this incredible yarn store and I just like stuffed my suitcase with like all of the yarn that I could get there oh my Um, gosh I can't imagine yes and I wish I like brought an extra suitcase to get yarn um but we just love traveling around and seeking out those little local shops yeah that's amazing okay so you said that you've done some like weavings have you done Mm -hmm. any sewing at all I can't remember yes yeah so um I have done a lot of weavings in the past there was one year where that's like all I wanted to do is weave and nothing else so um I feel like a lot of my creative hobbies um are like it's like a roller coaster um just go with what I'm feeling and just make work from there um it isn't a really good balance because it's just whatever I feel like doing. Yes. Um, and like last year in particular, I just didn't, the only thing I wanted to do was knit. So for like a whole year, I just knit things and did nothing else. But the year before I was like painting and weaving and, and knitting and taking photos. So it's just um, kind of whatever I'm feeling, which isn't good advice <laughs> to give to someone who does have like a lot of hobbies. Um, and I did recently learn how to sew. So John's, mom is a really talented seamstress and I've been learning bits and things from her um in hopes of like being able to make my own clothes one day I've made a scrunchie and um a tea towel and a little like drawstring bag so far so nothing like crazy but um it's been really fun to learn a new skill and also be like bad at it like I always forget that you don't have to be amazing at everything like you can just do something for fun and it's okay yes yes exactly yeah I feel like my dream with sewing is to be able to like replicate a doe dress you know, I know dreams oh they have dreams. the most beautiful like fabrics but I feel like I could find those at a local thrift shop and then if I mm-hmm. knew what I was doing sew it so yes but I love that your mother-in-law is teaching you that is so special yes so she yeah is also really creative in that she makes like a ton of beautiful quilts and yeah it's um really inspiring to draw all of these um inspirations and skills from just like family like my grandmother also was like a really talented seamstress I didn't really get a chance to learn from her in that sense but um just having that in my genes I guess um was really cool and her mom so my great grandmother who passed away when I was like really small I only have little tiny memories of her but she was a really talented knitter so maybe that's where I get like my knitting from and my grandma was also a really talented baker and that was like her favorite thing was to bake and can and make pies and I also really really enjoy baking um just another thing (laughs) I love that I love that that is so so special I can get very yes into like one particular thing or very focused and I feel like on one hand that can be good because you're able to like dedicate your full attention and really develop that skill rather than like bouncing between things but also then, yeah, you're like, oh, man, I'm sad because I haven't knit for a year because I've been yeah. so focused on this other thing. So 
Yeah, it's definitely a balance. And I feel like with the seasons too, I tend to lean more towards certain things. Like in the winter, um, I gravitate more towards knitting because of like the coziness and like the warmth and um, knitting in the summer with wool is not the best thing because your hands get all sweaty and um, I guess it depends on where you live but in Virginia it gets like really really hot and humid so knitting is not what I tend to want to be doing at the moment so in like the colder months I, I do love to knit and in the warmer months I gravitate more towards like painting and um, baking and sewing and weaving yeah. so it's just um, rolling with what, what do you want to do? I guess. (laughs) Totally. I love that though. I feel like I've been trying to embrace that like seasonal aspect Mm -hmm. more and like God's design in that, you know, even Mm -hmm. I feel like eating seasonally is a whole thing I haven't jumped into. I would like to, um, maybe in the next like year or so, but embracing that we were in Southern California for the past couple of years. And I feel like I was able to like basically ignore the seasons in a way Um, I mean it does get like cold-ish there you know you get used to what's cold and what's hot in California but Mm -hmm. yeah I'm like trying to embrace that more and I love that that's something you've been able to like recognize that you kind of naturally um gravitate towards yes yeah I think it's I find it's hard to create when you don't want to like it's I I do feel like if you're in like a bad headspace or a bad mood while you're creating and bringing this piece to life like you will put that energy into that and it um just won't be the best that it could be like it just translates yeah yeah so how is that like challenging I guess when you being creative is like your full-time job yes. you know so mm-hmm. what have been some of the like challenges that come with that if you're just not really feeling it maybe you're like wanting to just be at home and knit with your husband and your dog how do you I guess work through that um whether it's shooting or editing if you're just not necessarily feeling inspired creatively yeah so with bookings I try to only book things that I am inspired by so I'm constantly inspired by my work and I don't run into um, instances like that. So with every booking that I have, I am genuinely excited um, and inspired to be there and um, work per se. And I try not to view it as work, um, which has really, really helped, um, especially in like the last year because COVID and everything last year was extremely busy with postponements and reschedules. So I definitely did hit a burnout last year with just shooting so much and not making that time for like family and other creative outlets. So moving forward, um, I am making that an extreme priority to not run into that, which has really helped because balance is so important (laughs) being a creative person. Um, And shooting film too, just, I get so excited to shoot film and um, it just brings in a whole new aspect to shooting because you don't know exactly what you're getting and it just, um, naturally excites me in that way. Um, so it, it always keeps me inspired and each wedding and each family and story is different. So it's never the same thing. Um, it's always, you're always going into it, um, without any expectation. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that adds a whole new element because you're also 
um, not necessarily, I guess maybe you're shooting film and digital, but you're not culling Mm -hmm. like thousands of images. I feel like that in and of itself is exhausting. So with film, like the excitement of not knowing what you're going to get and then also having fewer images just seems like it would bring more like creative energy and excitement. Yeah. Um, I know that we've only shot like a few rolls so far on our film Mm -hmm. camera, but what has been really cool for me, I guess, um, from a different perspective, being just like a wife and a mom and kind of doing this for fun rather than for my work, like I found that I love the photos so much more for a variety of reasons, but even practically, like I don't know if this is relatable to you or anyone else listening, but like I will ask John to take a photo of me or me and the girls. And if he's taking it on my phone, you know, I'm like, can you change this angle? Can we change the light? And then he's kind of getting a little annoyed and I'm getting a little annoyed because like he's over it and I'm not getting quite what I want. And then, you know, it's just a discouraging situation. But the few times that we've like done it like this, you know, whether it's because it's film and obviously you're getting such a different picture or maybe it's because the time and space has passed. Like I am far less critical because I've been waiting for this image to like show up and then I see it and I'm like, this is perfect, you know, and it's just eliminated such a simple, but like, I don't know, a thing that was, yeah, not a huge deal, but also this like little annoyance or frustration, um, even between the person like taking the picture definitely, and the person receiving the picture, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yes, for sure. I'm the same way. And I swear I never look at the phone pictures I take. Like a day after I take them, like I never look at them again. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like really depressing. Um, so no, I, I try to approach even shooting digital, like I'm shooting film, mm-hmm. um, just to get in the that headspace and to be more inspired in that way. But no, I totally, I feel you on that. <laughs> yeah. So you kind of alluded to this a little bit as far as just like booking a lot fewer things and booking things that you're inspired by. But what are some of the ways that I guess you fill yourself up as a creative and some of the like boundaries that you've learned to set for yourself? Yes. So I definitely cannot overbook myself um, with just work. That is, I found to be like extremely draining and I um, am definitely a people pleaser and I um, feel like if I can't put a lot of my energy into everything um, that I like fail almost, or I don't know, I'm, I am a do it a hundred percent person or don't do it at all. So I (laughs) that space to put all my heart and energy into everything that I do book. Um, because that's just my, my makeup and how I like to do things. So I need that, that space and balance and time to recharge like at home with John and our dog and our families. Like we spend a lot of time with them. And, um, if I don't have that, I do get really sad and, um, just get in a bad head space and yeah, want to just do nothing. So, (laughs) um, creating that, that time off in that space, um, to just chill or travel or um, go to the park or have a picnic um, or just yeah, sit at home and knit and watch 
the parent trap. Like it's, yeah, super important to have that that time. <laughs> totally. And how do you feel like your faith has, I guess, um, impacted, influenced your work or how does that even help you kind of like draw inspiration as well? Yeah. So faith is, yeah, super important. And um, how I mentioned earlier is just really, God really steered me in the direction of this job and being a creative person. Like I could not do this without him. And um, I tend to just like get into my own head so much. And um, I, I don't know if this, well, I don't know if this happens to you, but um, I, then I just have this like realization that like, oh God, like has me, like, it's going to be okay. Like I can just give all this to him and it's going to be fine. Like I, um, whenever I run into that, that busyness, um, I tend to forget that. And, um, just having that realization, it just, I, I could not do this without him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, so I feel like freeing, I find myself sometimes getting in this like scarcity mindset Mm -hmm. of like, I'm going to run out of time or energy or ideas. And I just love that. Like, I don't know, the Lord is this like a fountain almost. I like got this picture as we were talking, just this like ever flowing, never ending source of like rest and creative energy at the same time. And so I see that in your work. Like I see that, um, you're like abiding, I guess, to use the word in in the Lord because, um, yeah, I I can just tell and feel that it's not like in your own strength that you're like driving and scaling your business and like shooting more and yeah, looking within yourself. Um, obviously, again, like your life experiences have mm-hmm. influenced it too, um, but to I guess go to the Lord and seek him with all your heart for that creative inspiration. And throughout the process, I yes. just want to affirm, like, I see that in your work so much. Thank you. Yeah. And, um, when I do lose track of that, I, I notice and, um, I just always get, yeah, steered back. And that is at the core of my work and my being, um, is him. Like I can't do any of this without him. And I do feel the most creative and fulfilled and just happy, just overall like happiness and peace when I do have, when I, when, when I pray, when we, when it's just always in the back of my mind. Yeah. That like constant (laughs) communion of sorts, I feel like that's so good. So I guess kind of like wrapping up on a personal note, Mm -hmm. what was it like, this is something that I just want to ask like every photographer Ever, because it's so intriguing to me planning your own wedding after that being your job like how do you even how do you even do that you've obviously learned so much and you've seen so much I know you got married um almost two years ago but mm-hmm. did it feel different as you were kind of preparing to get married yes so I felt so different. I like went into it being like, okay, I know exactly what I want. I know exactly what we're going to do. I've been to so many weddings. Um, I just have this picture in the back of my head and we were originally supposed to get married in Pennsylvania on my grandmother's property. Um, she has like, or she had tons of acreage and we were just going to have, um, 
like an 80 person like smaller picnic-y kind of style wedding yeah um, and then COVID came along and was like sorry we're not gonna do that so um we ended up pushing it forward so we got married in June of 2020 um this was during like the really intense COVID times were there were limitations as to how many people could be present at your wedding yeah so, um I think the limit was 20 when we got married um, wow and we were just like, okay, we just want to get married and not have to worry about um, changing things around over and over again. So um, we just had our immediate family and each of our best friends present. And I think it was like 17 people total. Um, yeah, which was really special just in John's um, childhood backyard and like suburbia <laughs> but um which you would our, never know by the way that's so funny because yeah it was just very um very much in the suburbs of northern Virginia but I mean we were really familiar with the city because that's where we grew up and where we met and where our relationship started so it ended up being a really special place and um two of my best friends um Hillary and Sabrina they're Hillary's a florist and Sabrina's a designer and stylist um they just like turned the backyard into this magical like fairy oasis <laughs> um yeah which was like really incredible I just trusted them to do whatever they wanted with um the whole day so just letting them have that creative freedom was really special and meaningful and they like know me inside and out so they um did an above and beyond job which was just amazing like I wanted to wrap up our arbor and take it home with us oh um, it was stunning it reminded me of Meg's wedding in like the newer uh little women mm -hmm. adaptation yes. um yes. which I love little women the show's name comes from little women so I love it oh my gosh no so I inspired I, by your day Oh, thank you. No, I, I love Little Women too. But um, yeah, a lot of our like tableware um, was just from our family. So we just like sourced it from both of our houses. And um, I like made our wedding cake and just had a simple dress. And um, we did a lot of it ourselves, which I know a lot of people don't particularly want to do, but I find joy in creating the name tags and making the cake. And my grandma made the pies and my sister made the cookies. So it's just, it was definitely like a family affair and we could not have done it or pulled it off like without everyone involved. So um, it just made it extra, extra special in that way. Yeah. And that feels so in line with who you are and your story and just this passion for like family heirlooms and creativity yes. and that um family involvement I love that yeah no so it, it ended up being like way more special than we could have imagined or planned and it was so different being a bride than being a photographer which is just crazy because you think that you know so much going to hundreds of weddings and documenting these moments year for years and years um, but it was so different. <laughs> so like props to all of the brides planning and grooms planning their wedding. It is definitely not for the faint hearted. <laughs> I feel like I've heard the same thing from like nurses and doulas who have had kids, even like mm -hmm. our pediatrician, um, talking with him. I asked him one time, like, 
yeah, has it, were you a pediatrician before you had kids? And he just like started laughing and he's like, yes. And the advice I gave like before having kids versus after like totally changed. And I just feel like it's cool to hear how um, we can have this like really useful head knowledge that we've learned through one set of experiences. But when we get to undergo a huge process, like being a bride and becoming a mother, like it's cool how those experiences get to become useful and helpful to us as well. Yeah. It's for sure changed how I approach helping others plan their weddings. And um, yeah, just having that personal experience changes everything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I guess um, kind of my last question is what like advice, encouragement, Um, would you give to someone who wants to plan a meaningful event, let's say? Like, I feel like a lot of our listeners maybe are already married um, and I guess kind of through that season, but maybe they have Mm -hmm. like showers that they're planning for friends or maybe they have um, a baby shower coming up or just they're wanting to plan like a birthday party. I feel like you are just the queen of this and I've been so inspired um, throughout this conversation. Um, So yeah, what is some of again, through like personal experience and things that you've documented and observed, what would be some encouragement for planning like a meaningful, beautiful event? Yeah. So I would just like strip everything down and really figure out what you actually want. Um, Like what you want to prioritize, like for me, for our wedding specifically, like flowers and like decor were super important to me because I just love making things pretty. I just find so much joy in that. And we didn't buy all of the plates or rent the tableware. We sourced it from our own families and from our own like cabinets at home. Like you can make things pretty on a budget. Like it doesn't have to be some crazy I don't know, just some crazy tableware that you, that's a million dollars. Like it can be just from your own house. And um, we also just try to buy, like we bought our candles and they were um, on the pricier side, but we were going to use them for years and years to come. So like the stuff that you do buy, um, make sure that you really love it and that you do want to keep it forever um, or resell it. Just, yeah, keep all of those things in mind. And um, yeah, if you want to like keep it small, um, have it small, like you can, or buy flowers from Trader Joe's and do the flowers yourself. Like it doesn't have to be um, some crazy production. You can just make it super meaningful to you with tiny little touches. And um, yeah, if you're a person who likes to bake or um, paint, like you can create your own name tags and make the food if that's what you find joy in. But if not, then you can outsource it, of course, too. But just, um, yeah, keeping that in mind, I think it will be really helpful. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love that you touched on like figuring out what's most important to you. And even you said this earlier, but like when your wedding day is over, like your photos and a video too, but especially photos if you have them printed, like that is all that you have left really of the day. And I know that um, when we were planning our wedding, I I think every bride has a little bit of like, maybe I would do things differently, you know, after um, time and space has passed. But I am really thankful that we were like, the biggest part of our budget is going to like documentation of some sort, because mm-hmm. that is so important. And that is what lasts in the years to come. 
Yes. Yeah, definitely. It's yeah. All that you have and, um, what you'll pass down too. So it's just, yeah, really special. And, um, going into video, I, um, was at my parents' house a few weeks ago and I found their old camcorder in the basement. Um, and it had like so many, like countless tapes and tapes of just like our childhood, which I had no idea existed. So the last like two weeks, I've just been like, watching these home videos that I had no idea were even there. And it just feels like a, yeah, just a treasure chest of memories and um, just makes me realize even more how important documentation is. Like even of the the small moments at home when you're just like eating lunch with the kids or they're coloring at the table or saying like bye to their sister on on the bus to school. Just the, the little moments are like the ones that you'll remember and um, just relish in for years to come. So, no, I love that. (laughs) Totally. Well, Peyton, it has been such a joy to talk with you. I am probably have said this so many times, but I'm just truly so inspired by you and all that you create and share with the world. So thank you for just being willing to come on the show and talk a little bit about your creative process and what is inspiring to you. I would love to wrap up with a few rapid fire questions that I get to ask every single guest on the show. So what are three things that you have been loving lately? They can be totally random. Okay. So um, we've been having some like time off. This is the last like week before weddings start picking back up, but I've really had time to just like go through photos um, and just prints from this last year and the years before. So we've been really enjoying like framing stuff. Um, We didn't really hang a bunch of things up at our old place, but since we moved, we're like prioritizing having frames and just things on our walls. So we've been really loving um, framing photos and it's, yeah, just been so fun to have things, reminders on the walls of like happiness. Yes. (laughs) Um, So we've been loved, we've been loving doing that. And then I've been really into lemon flavored things. Mm. So I've been making a lot of like, um scones and cakes and just like lemon flavored things I don't know I've been craving lemons (laughs) yeah are you like a lemon poppy seed gal or more like lemon cream or just all all the lemon things all the lemon I'm I just made like lemon blueberry scones and then a lemon meringue pie like the week before and like a lemon pound cake the week before that yeah it's like lots of bakes going on (laughs) yeah Um, oh how special yeah, so that's been super fun. And then we've also really have been enjoying rollerblading, which is kind of random. <laughs> but so but, fun. Oh my gosh. Is the weather has the weather been like quite nice in Virginia? Yes. Minus the last two days, it's like randomly gotten up to 90 degrees. Um, oh. which is really unusual for this time of year. Yeah. Uh, normally in the spring it's like fifty to seventy-five range. Um yeah. but yeah, we've been outside a lot um, when it has been nice. But yeah, yeah rollerblading's been fun. <laughs> Lovely. Okay, so we've got lemon things. We've got rollerblading. What is the third thing you've been loving? We have been watching a lot of like movies from the 90s and 2000s, like just like happy memory um, movies. I don't know, like um, like the Princess Diaries and yes. yeah, like the the Parent Trap with Lindsay Lohan and just that era of films that are just like 
happy um, family-centered yeah. movies. Um, we've been really finding joy and just shamelessly watching those over and over again. <laughs> I love that. Are you like a cheaper by the dozen, yours, mine, and ours kind of gal? Were you ever into those? I do love cheaper by the dozen. Yes. Yeah. I was. I'm was very much a Disney child though. They just they just put you in a good mood and the music's fun and. Um, they just have that yeah nostalgic feeling. <laughs> totally. Peyton, how can we as a community be praying for you? Yeah, thank you so much for just offering to do that. It's really, really sweet of you. Um, but just maybe for the um, upcoming like busy weeks, maybe just praying for peace and balance because I know I can just get so caught up in wanting to help everyone and do everything and just forget about um, helping myself and the people closest to me. So yeah, yeah, maybe just for that, that would be really, really nice. Definitely. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We'd love to pray just for that peace and yeah, creative balance even. I know so many of our listeners will relate to that. So We'd love to pray for you with that. And where can people find you and get connected and see your work? Yeah. So I have two Instagrams. Um, I love them both. Yes. Thank you. Um, My photography Instagram is just at Peyton Curry. And then my um, other creative like hobby, knitting, weaving, painting, sewing Instagram um, is Peyton Made. So at Peyton made. And then, yeah, I have two websites, which you can find through each of those. Okay. Um, too. Are you selling Peyton made things right now? I didn't even ask you. Not that. at the moment. Yeah. I, okay. well, I do feel custom. So if there's like anything custom that you'd be interested in, just like reach out and we can talk about creating something catered towards you specifically. But um, I occasionally will do like pop-ups at just some, like local businesses um, but I don't have any of those planned at the moment. <laughs> okay, sweet. So people can follow you at Peyton Curry and Peyton Maid, um, and definitely keep an eye out for some of those pop-ups. Yeah. Peyton, thank you again for coming on. This was such a joy. Yeah, no, thank you so much. It's been so special to talk to you and like see your face and, um, yeah, just hear more about everything with you. I hope we can get together in real life soon. <laughs> I know, I know. It would be like, a true dream to have you do like a love in a cottage shoot oh my no, gosh and our family over the moon. <gasps> i'd probably cry thanks for listening to another episode of love in a cottage i am so grateful you decided to join us today and i hope you're going forward in your day feeling encouraged understood and inspired if you like today's show i would love to encourage you to share it with a girlfriend You can also screenshot this episode and share it on your Instagram stories, which will help more like-minded women find our show. Speaking of Instagram, while you're there, why don't you go ahead and follow us? Because guys, I promise we're super fun. (laughs) We share content there throughout the week about the show, and it's a great way to connect with fellow listeners and keep up with the guests that you might have heard. We also do fun quarterly giveaways and just share inspiring content. If you're looking for more connection, you can also join our Facebook group, which is linked in the show notes of every episode. There are weekly episode discussions, and it's a great way to find friends and listeners who might be in your area. 
And finally, if you'd like to support us, you can please write a review on iTunes because this will help boost our show so other like-minded women can find it. Your support means so much to me, you guys. Thank you again for being here. So grateful for you. We'll see you next week for another episode.